Welcome back to Round Guy Radio as we continue our coverage of uh, getting ready for the high school football season. A little previews here. And we've got Nathan Piercy of KMCD, who's got four teams that he covers, and he's uh, got done interviewing all the coaches. Welcome back to the program, Nathan. Hey, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, tell, tell our listeners, what are the four teams that you cover? So the four teams I cover, of course, uh, since we're in Fairfield, I, I cover Fairfield the most, uh, do play-by-play for them, but also uh, very, very much cover Pekin, uh, the Cardinal School District, along with Van Buren County. So those are the uh, the main four schools that, that I cover here in uh, Southeast Iowa. Well, let's start with the smallest. Uh, I, I think Pekin is Class A, and I don't think there's a whole lot of Class A around. So uh, why don't we start with them? Yeah, you know, Pekin, of course, last year had a bit of a a, a rough time. Uh, just you know, they they had a lot of they had a lot of interesting things happen. They last year was the first year for head coach Clint Weber, who I believe was an assistant at Sydney Kyoto before coming over here to Pekin. Um, last year had a rough year. They they went winless, went zero nine. Uh, but I talked to Coach Weber last week or earlier this week. I don't remember. Uh, exactly when, but uh, the attitude there is a lot better. Uh, they they definitely have an excitement. He he's had a full off season now to, to work with that group. They're returning a lot of a, a lot of key guys. So it sounds like although they had a, a obviously a rough year last year, this year is going to be a much different season for uh, the Pekin Panthers football team. Well, I did talk to, to I was I, I was out at Pekin School this morning, and I got a, a little tour of the weight room that he put together for the team, and a lot of guys in there working hard. So uh, I think the team's going to be a lot stronger. Uh, let's let's start with some of the seniors that they're going to have to replace. Every coach I'm I'm talking to have a, a lot of key positions that they've got to to replace. So who who are some of the the better players that uh, graduated? Well, uh, I, I think the biggest one that, that they lost is Colton Comstock. He was their quarterback, but also their leading rusher. I mean, last year, you know, they're, they're definitely more of a run team, but they mix it up in the backfield. But he had 125 carries for 305 yards and four touchdowns on the ground and also had, uh, you know, 34 completed passes uh, for 580 yard, or 518 yards and three touchdowns. So, that's clearly going to be the guy that they're going to replace. And when I asked Coach uh, Weber about that, it's it's going to be, especially in the backfield wise, it's going to be a, a, a couple different guys that are probably going to be look. They're going to be looking at helping that. Now he did say that that with everything again, everybody that they've got they are basically going to you know have a more evened out uh, run style. When you look at last year, uh, you know, Comstock, like I mentioned, ran for 305. Well, then their their second leading rusher, Louderman, was 229, and then had three guys right around that 100 yard mark. Uh, so, which you're losing one of them as well, and Kevin Rohr. So, uh, again, Colton Comstock is their quarterback, and was their quarterback, and that's going to be the biggest uh, fill that they're that they're, their biggest spot that they're going to have to fill. It, it, he's definitely a guy that they're going to have to replace. But it sounds like. Uh, they've got a more balanced attack in the backfield, and it should help them out in that aspect. Well, what what do, who are you looking at over there? Uh, it's it's going to be some key players for them. Well, uh, Louderman, like I mentioned, uh, 
Eklund Hansen was kind of their backup quarterback, and he he didn't get much playing time last year. Uh, but when he did, he did he he only threw one pass, so he didn't have much or from that. But he ran the ball fairly well. He had a he, he was kind of a running back quarterback mix. He I, he ran the ball for 103 yards. So I, when you look at the receiving, I mean, last year they had a guy in Luke Long who caught 31 of their 35 passes for 473 yards and three touchdowns. So uh, that's a guy, he's going into his senior year. I think that's going to be a huge uh, guy for them moving forward. And, of course, Louderman in the backfield probably getting uh, the biggest load. If not, then it'll be Sven Dahlstrom, who is a junior this year. Well, we only got to uh, you know, kind of keep going through this pretty quickly. But uh, in a couple minutes, tell me about their defense. Yeah, their defense was probably their biggest issue last year. You know, they, they let up a lot of points. Uh, if you look at their, their schedule last year, the lowest amount of points they gave up in a game was a, was a 30, point, 30 points. So it's definitely, or excuse me, 26. But that's one of their, their biggest uh, pitfalls up from last year. And, and coach and talking to Coach Weber, he said this year it's going to be a lot different. They've, they've got guys who are fully bought into the system and fully – have it have it down now as they were kind of uh, dealing with that issue last year. So this year their defense should be a lot better and definitely uh, not giving up nearly as many points as they did last year. Well, let's move on to Van Buren. Scotty Melvin is kind of excited about uh, Van Buren. He says they, they should be the most cohesive team because they have the most players coming back. So well, what, what are your thoughts on the, the Van Buren team? Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with that, especially in the skills area. They do have a lot of guys coming back. The one concern is they lost two or three seniors off of that offensive line. And if you know anything about Bay Buren County football, it's that offensive line needs to be the best part of your team. Uh, they're a very run heavy. I believe they run a wing tee, but, or a, but I'm entirely sure. Uh but that is their bread and butter, their offensive line. And so it sounds like with talking to Coach Johnson, he's got a few guys that, that he's ready to step up there. But uh, the skills position, they are, they are returning their quarterback, Max Manning, for his senior year, along with their top two receivers and Sam Worth and Wyatt Hurton. Uh, so that'll be exciting. But like I mentioned, the biggest biggest thing with them is going to be – or excuse me, those are their running – uh, they're two biggest runners, but our returning Anthony Duncan, who who was their leading receiver last year. Uh, but regardless, they're going to have to get a solid offensive line play if they want to uh, stay competitive in, in a very tough district for Van Buren County. Well, how's their defense looking? Uh, their, their defense uh, is, is going to be the, their biggest thing they've probably got to replace. I mean, they're losing their, their – four of their top five tacklers from last year. We look at last year, they lost Brant Pedro, Nathan Davidson, Owen Leffler, and Lucas McEntee, who are four of their top five tacklers. So it's going to be interesting, but I think at the same time, again, talking with Coach Johnson, they like where their defense is at. They like who they have to, to sub in there. Of course, being this early and not, and, and not uh, that close to uh, uh, their first game, they won't give me any actual names. Uh, they don't want any of that information out there. But uh, overall, it sounds like he likes who they have as replacement options, and and they're very optimistic on their defensive side. Yeah, uh, they they have a uh, they they didn't have the greatest season last year, did they? 
No, they they uh, actually they only won they won two games, but they had a lot of issues with COVID last year. In fact, they actually had to uh, forfeit a game because they, they couldn't field the team between injuries and and COVID uh, the COVID situation. Uh, so they're hoping that 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 is a little bit better this year. Otherwise, I think they would have had a much better a, a much better year. I don't think, if I remember correctly, they didn't have their like full top guys like all eleven starters of both sides of the ball for a single game last year. Well, I think we're looking for them to to have a better season and to uh, you know to to be in a lot more I think games. They will too. And and they didn't get blown out a lot last year. They were in some of those games they lost, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, for the when you look at it, they, they were kind of more lopsided losses, but they were often, you know, those garbage time touchdowns that that really uh, kind of bumped up the score. I think after each after each week, I, I have an interview with with each coach, and I think every every week. Last year, Coach Johnson told me the score does not reflect how the game goes. So you may see last year's and, and think, oh, the, the game was lopsided. And it really wasn't as bad as you probably as, as the score would show. Well, uh, let's move on to Cardinal. Now, Scotty Melvin says that they lost a lot of key players. And they, they might have the, the toughest time of reshuffling the deck. What are you hearing out of Cardinal? Well, there's a lot, a lot of changes going on in Cardinal. Like you mentioned, they're 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 losing a lot of seniors. I mean, they're losing quarterback Maddox Jones and and uh, all of all four of their guys who ran the ball last year had rushes are all gone. They were all seniors. When you look at their receiving, well, their top five receivers and even well six of the seven guys total that caught passes for them all graduated. So they're going to look very different and. and to make, I don't want to say make things worse, but to add in those changes, they have a new head coach now too. So maybe it's a good thing this is all happening at once. You're having so many guys graduate out and then having a new coach come in. So you've got to get that shock out of your system and just keep going. Uh, but overall, yeah, a lot of changes coming to the Cardinal Comet program. Well, uh, Cardinal was a great team last year. We really enjoyed covering them last year because they had speed. I think they were the fastest team uh, in Southeast Iowa. They had great receivers. They had a quarterback who could really throw the ball, and uh, their special teams was good. I think they returned some touchdowns off of punts and kicks, and uh, uh, we thought we thought a lot of them. Uh, what do you think that they've got some replacement players and and maybe a good quarterback coming in? I honestly have no clue who the quarterback is going to be. I mean, both guys that threw threw the ball for him last year are seniors. And uh, when I coach, talked with Coach Mason, he didn't obviously disclose that information. And I'm sure there will be some battles going on uh, in, in early practice and in camp. But from from talking with Coach Mason, the things are going to have to change. They're not going to be that fast team that's going to score in four or five plays. It sounds like they're going to be more of a marching down the field. We're going to drive the ball. We're going to run the clock out. Uh, but they're still going to hit you in the mouth from what it sounds like. And uh, overall, even though there is so much, you know, so much change going on there, there's still a lot of optimism. And, and something that is going to help when you look or when you think about, you know, oh, no, they've got a new uh, head coach. You've got to remember, though, he is a, he's a guy that's been a, a – uh, 
offensive coordinator and, and an assistant coach at Cardinal over the last three or four years, and doesn't have experience in South Iowa because before that, Coach Mason was the head coach at the Tumwan. He also even brings some college experience as well. So they're getting they're getting a really good coach there. It's just going to be a lot of different. Their their team's going to look a lot of different in terms of the names that are that are out there. Well, let's talk about their offensive line. Do they got any offensive linemen coming back? I believe so. I think um, they did lose a pretty important one in Tristan Cloak, uh, who is who is uh, a senior and and I, he was a he was a great wrestler for him. And you can look at other sports, but I do believe they are bringing back a few guys on that offensive line. Uh, Alec Ratchford is probably going to be one. Uh, that that is probably going to take take a lot. Isaac Cox, who's, who's a big guy for him, he'll probably play both sides of the ball, but he'll be a junior this year, and I expect him to make some some pretty big plays. Same thing with the uh, Braxton Guider; he'll he'll be here for his senior year, and uh, if those guys can can play well up front, I think it'll work out really well for him uh, because. As, as anyone who knows the sport of football, I was a lineman in high school, so maybe I'm slightly biased, but a good offensive line can make up for a lot of things on the offensive side. You, you got that right. Now, I remember their defense being kind of opportunistic last year. Uh, well, how, how is their defense looking? Yes, you know, their, their defense, I, when, when talking with Coach Mason, that, that was maybe a little bit of a concern because – Especially later on down the down the, uh, the line, they started to almost wear down a little bit. I mean, you look at their final four games of the season, which were all four of their losses, including their playoff game with West Branch. You know, they let up 50, 52, 29, and 35 points. So that's a lot of points in those last four games. So I think uh, maybe trying to get more of a rotation going on up front to keep some guys uh, healthy and and, and things like that, and, and just kind of keeping their air up might might be helpful. But, again, losing a lot of seniors from that. Their top four tacklers from last year, Griffin Griner, Ian Lyles, Blaine Bryant, Blaine and Becker, all gone, along with uh, every one of them that caught interceptions, Griner, Becker, and Lyles. So, again, losing a lot of seniors off of that defense and, and just from this team. I mean, had so many guys contribute that were, you know, seniors that they are going to have to find a lot of guys but again, talking with Coach Mason, it's not about who they left or who they're losing. It's about who they have there and, and what kind of culture that he that he's bringing to that team. Well, teams like Sigourney and, and uh, Pella Christian, they, they lost a lot of players too. So there are everybody's every coach is in the same kind of boat, I guess that they're in. But but that's a right. pretty tough they, conference, especially with Van Buren. Uh, looks like they're taking a step forward too. Yeah, it's you know, especially in that in that district, like you mentioned, that's a, that's a very good district, I think. And you look at teams, Black Bay, Buren County, to take that step forward. Pelotrician's another good team. I'm interested to see what happens with Sigourney Kyoto now that I believe Kid Mellon Mountaino was a senior last year. Yeah, Kate Mullinex, so he's gone. That, Boy, he was a 200 yard a game kind of rusher. Yeah, I, I would look at his stats every every day and just kind of be in awe at the at the pure just talent at the running back position that that he that he gave each each night and and uh, it's going to be interesting what happens with S and K now that he's gone uh, because not not that he was their only offense but because he did his job so well they they could run their offense no pun intended through him so much. 
that they're going to definitely have to shift the way they focus things. Yeah, and they lost three of their four uh, offensive linemen too, and so that's going to be big. But you know, these coaches they they just reload, don't they? Yeah, they yeah they they really do, and uh, especially with getting some of those younger guys in. You know, a, a sophomore or even a junior that has, doesn't play much, but if you get them around those seniors that have been through it and, and are are that talented and things like that, that that starts to build that culture and, and also gets that experience of, of guys showing like, hey, this is what it takes to be here. You've got to be able to do it. This is how you be a leader, and now it's your turn to go out and do it. Well, uh, let's move on to the big school, Fairfield, that you cover. And uh, they, they took some steps forward last year. Uh, got off to a real great, I think, 5-0 and start. Uh, then, uh, you know, they played some really good teams and kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, didn't finish out that great. But I, I thought, you know, it was a much better season that they'd been having. And uh, they have some guys coming back, don't they? Yeah, uh, you know, like you mentioned, they had a very good year last year, and, and I think it really boosted the community here. Whenever you look at, you know, before last year, the previous two years combined, they had only won one game. They went 0-9 in, in 2019 and 1-8 in 2020. So last year was a big year for them. Started off great, five and, they went 5-1. and one. They did lose to Fort Madison on the road, but then fell their final three games. Solon, one of the best teams in the state. Washington, I know Coach Wheaton wished he would have, uh, they would have been able to pull that game off. And then Grinnell, a big loss as well. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're returning quite a few guys. They're returning the quarterback, Tate Allen. Last year was his first year quarterback. Uh, losing Teddy Metcalf is, is a kind of a big one at the running back. He's their leading rusher, but Hunter Shakini was really their leading rusher in the second half of the season, and he'll be returning. Uh, and then on the receiving side of things, you lose Evan Haynes, who's your second leading rusher, but do keep uh, Max Wheaton. He's coming back for his senior year. And last year was my first year covering the, the Fairfield Trojans. And I'll, I'll, I'll admit, Max Wheaton is one of the more impressive. Uh, I would I, I don't know if I'd call him a receiver. I think they have him listed as a tight end. Uh, but he is pretty impressive. He's got a tall, he's tall. He's got a, a good wingspan to go out and reach for those balls. And uh, he's definitely by far the favorite target for quarterback Tate Allen. Well, Tate Allen was a quite an accurate passer. I mean, I don't know how his stats played out, but he was one of the had one of the highest uh, percentage of uh, completed passes uh, in the area, maybe even in yeah. the state. Yeah, he he was pretty impressive. Like I mentioned last year, it was his first year as the quarterback. Uh, you know, talking last year with Coach Wheaton. Uh, Tate came in. He was their leading receiver a couple years ago, and then but wanted to play quarterback. Worked on it all year. Won the starting job, and he ran with it, and, and he did play well. He had a, a completion percentage just under fifty percent, threw for twelve hundred yards, fourteen touchdowns, six interceptions. You know, he had six interceptions, but uh, oftentimes those were kind of late in the game when when they needed that deep ball, no matter what. And so you you got to try to make that play down there, and sometimes it just gets picked off and, or it gets tipped at the line and gets picked off. He's had a couple of those as well. But overall, yeah, I think Tate Allen did a really nice job. and He's coming back for his senior year. Uh, there's a lot of excitement around this team here in Fairfield. Yeah, and they were, I don't want to say pass happy, but they were one of the more pass-oriented teams as well as Cardinals were kind of like that too. Uh, yeah. uh, how's their receivers? They got some speed. They got some size. You know, what, what are we looking at for, for targets besides uh, Max Wheaton? 
Yeah, it's interesting. You do lose a little bit of a, of a speed aspect in Connor Lyons, uh, who graduated out. Uh, but Tate Richardson has some good speed. Kaysen uh, Miller is going to be interesting. He didn't play much last year as just a freshman. Uh, but, the, but, you know, the more we saw him in other sports, especially baseball, he's shown he's quite an athlete. I expect him to really play uh, a lot and be very effective on that in that receiving core. So, yeah, I mean, this – they may have lost a little bit of speed, but overall, you're looking at a, a receiving core that that does have some good speed, has very good route running, in my opinion. And and another thing that I think really helps this team is that everything plays off the run. Even though they they did throw it a little bit more, they play off the run a lot. So they need they need the run game to work to make the passing effective. Well, I think uh, uh, one of the big positives I saw out of the team last year was they were able to keep Tate Allen upright because uh, they did block pretty yeah. well and uh, they did maybe open some holes up for some running game. Uh, tell me about that. Tell me about that offensive line. Yeah, that's uh, one of the I would I would argue is probably their biggest loss was their center and Nick Kafka. He he graduated out. He was. Uh, a leader on this team and and one of those guys that's kind of almost irreplaceable. Now they're, obviously, they got to find a guy to replace him. Uh, but, you know, even though I called it up from the booth, you see him every time they broke the huddle. He was he was pointing out cover. He's pointing out different things. He was barking things out. He was really just a great overall center. And, and that's going to be probably one of their biggest things for plays. Not sure who's going to do it. Uh, but talking with Coach Eaton yesterday, it sounds like he's pretty optimistic that Casco was able to hand off some of that uh, that knowledge and 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 smarts of the center off to a few young guys. And then they're also losing a tackle in Nate Smithberg, uh, who who you know played played fairly well. He he wasn't built like an offensive lineman, and so I think maybe getting one of those. Bigger guys out there might help a, a little bit in the run of the, the running game, but I, I still think that, especially the way that this coaching staff handles their offensive line, their offensive line is going to be set, uh, solid again this year. Well, Nate Smithrick was a great pitcher, uh, just a great pitcher. Yeah, he was beautiful fadeaway pitch, he, he and, and, and uh, he could really blow people away with his uh, velocity and his location. Uh, but I'm yeah, sure he but, was a big again, help. You, and he's not—he's not built like a stereotypical offensive lineman. So I think at times that helps him being a little uh, faster, but I think at times hurt hurt him in the, in the running game aspect. So uh, I, I again, I don't know who they're going to exactly put out there, but uh, I, I expect no matter who is on this offensive line, Coach well, Beaton knows how important they are, and he's going to—he's going to make sure they know their job well. Well, let's shift to the other side of the ball and, and stay on the uh, defensive line. Who do we got on the defensive line? They had some players that was getting some sacks and getting into the backfield last year, I remember. Yeah, they had a pretty good uh, defensive line. They did a really nice job of rotating guys in. Uh, you know, a couple guys that, that did do very well, especially later on in the year. Uh, Hunter Shikini was one of them. Of course, Nate Smithberg, who's gone, but, but – uh, Again, they, they rotated. They did a really nice job, I thought, as a, as a former defensive line in high school. I thought they rotated guys in in a spot very well for what the what the down and distance called for. So you're going to see a lot of different guys rotating into the that defensive front. 
Uh, but no matter who's in there, they're most likely in there for the correct reason, and they're going to make the play or at least you know cause some havoc in there to to force them to make a play a little bit. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Shakina kid. I know his dad really well. I went to grade school with him. Uh, he seemed to make the games that I was kind of paying attention to. He seemed to make a lot of uh, big plays and and kind of uh, get himself in a good position. So, uh, you, is he a senior yeah. this year? Yeah, he'll be a senior this year. And, and yeah, Hunter Tikini, he was an interesting guy last year. If you look at the offensive side, he started out actually on the offensive line. And then he transitioned to running back, and he was their change of pace. And Teddy Metcalf, who was downhill, he's not going to make you miss. He's going to try to run you over every single time. And then they put Shakini in, and he would be more of that speedy, shifty kind of guy. And I think offensively, he's going to he's going to take that and and really run with it. No pun intended. Again, this year on the offensive side, defensively, he was one of those guys that was sneaky good. He's not. I, I would say he wasn't one of those guys that's going to make the flashy play or things like that, but he's going to make the he's, he's going to be there for the fundamental play, and he will he'll also surprise you with some of the the more uh, brain you know the more knowledgeable plays that you wouldn't think are going to be made, and then there he is making the correct whether it's read on a pass and get his hand on it or. Reading, reading a, uh, the offensive line correctly, because I believe last year he mainly played that outside linebacker edge type guy, uh, but to read what's going on and to make the play quickly, he was extremely good at that last year and a little bit of a sneaky guy when it came to that. Well, let, let's talk about these middle line, the linebackers and uh, how's the linebacking core looking? Yeah, I think they, if I remember correctly, they're, they're bringing back a lot of guys. Um, unfortunately, I didn't have, I don't have the exact roster from last year in front of me. I guess I can pull that up real quick. But uh, you know, overall, I, I think last year they played, they played fairly well. I think sometimes they would get sucked in a little bit too much, or would have guys that would kind of try to make, try to make too much of an individual play, and that would be an issue at times last year. However, this year, I mean, when you've got you. Pretty much all of them coming back. They're going to get. They're going to be older. They're going to be, you know, more wise. It, it's going to help them a lot. Uh, Matt Sweden is one of those that he doesn't. He, he, I expect him to get more time on defense than what he did last year. He didn't play too much, but he he played kind of that linebacker defensive end kind of hybrid. Craig Miller was a, was another guy who played really well. He'll come back for his junior year, so. Again, they've got they've got quite a few guys that uh, can can go in there and, and play when needed, and and also make a play. And, and something that impressed me last year uh, with this team, and I expect it to continue, is no matter no matter who you saw come into the game, uh, and, and it, no matter what position, no matter what situation, whether it was an injury that made them come in, or we're up by a lot, we're down by a lot. Everyone knew not only what to do. But the precise way to do it and wouldn't make an overly terrible mistake. Sure, we're human. There's going to be small mistakes happening, but no one made a, a massive mistake that that's really going to cost you. Other than maybe the other team making making a really good play, and that's just something that's going to happen. Uh, so that's something that I am really excited for for this team. Well, you know when we're 
trying to cover four teams in 30 minutes. We run run out of time a little bit, so I'm going to skip talking about the cornerbacks and the safeties and get into the schedule. Uh, last year they were kind of lucky and uh, didn't have a lot of great great teams to play in the first part of the schedule. And then maybe Washington that Washington game was an outstanding game, but uh, and Washington didn't have a you know they they went from conference champs to three or four wins uh, last year. So what, 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 who yeah. on their schedule, they got, what kind of schedule do they got? And uh, who, who do you really think is going to be tough on them? Well, it's, it's, it'll be the same schedule as last year. So they'll open up with Mount Pleasant this time at home. That one should be a win. Mount Pleasant uh, at times does look, look good last year and they'll definitely take a step forward. So it won't be a, a walk in the park. Uh, Tumla is kind of on the upswing uh, a couple of years ago, lost a lot of players. Uh, so they're, they're kind of, they took a step back last year and uh, may again this year. I'm not really sure. They just, uh, I remember watching them last year. They just looked out of sync in every aspect of the game. Uh, Fort Madison's really good. Um, that'll be the, the third game. That'll be home, though. So hopefully, you can maybe get revenge from their loss last year. Knoxville, I wasn't at that game. I wasn't able to see that one. Uh, I was out of town for some family issues, but um, I, I, we beat them last year. I have no doubt that we could do it again. Keokuk, another another situation like that where they're, they're maybe taking a step forward, but not enough. Then they've got West Burlington, who was, uh, uh, gave us a little bit of a run for our money. I think we've got to uh, not overlook them as much as what could have happened last year. Um, and then Solon is obviously going to be a tough opponent. Washington, we should have beat them last year. I think that one's going to be circled on uh, Coach Wheaton's calendar and probably hung up in the locker room and then finally Grinnell I felt last year uh, we sh- we should have I think we could have beat Grinnell uh, but it, it just seemed like guys were kind of uh, tiring out at the end of the year there was a lot of uh, out out of out of world experience you know out of well hey Nathan we only got like five seconds left thanks for being with us that was a great uh, a synopsis of what's going on thanks for being